0: In Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Pfizer form Boston Celtics coming on the uh, brink of elimination to face the Milwaukee—not horses, the Milwaukee Bucks, the deer, my friend. Yeah, excited for this, Rowdy. So, um, I mean, obviously, you got to see Giannis did be Giannis didn't kumbo. We got to see more from what Drew Holiday did in the final two minutes of uh, Game Five, and less of what we saw previously in the series. And essentially, you know, Bobby Portis cleaning up the glass. I mean. The recipe for the Bucs to win is what? The final two minutes of the game against the Celtics?
1: Oh, it's basically Giannis continue to be good. He's yeah. got to be efficient. That, I mean, that's like a main thing. Yeah, just be efficient. In games where he's been efficient, they're 3-0. and In games where he hasn't been, they're 0-2. So with Giannis, and we've seen this
0: last year when they won the NBA championship, when the games, the lights got brighter and the games were more magnified and... You know, it got more to nut cutting time here, wouldn't you say? That Giannis Antetokounmpo rose to the occasion more and more so every time. Once the games got a little more dicey, Giannis got a little better. I mean, just look at the the last game that sealed the NBA championship for him. The dude scored a fifty piece. So as the playoffs go on, I feel like the Giannis has this it factor where he can't be denied and can't be stopped. Now I'm knocking on wood for that. I was actually talking about this with a couple people last night. As uh, I was out, I was on this, in the north side of Madison, there's this, like, hidden pond. I was out there, and there's, with my wife Jen, and we were talking to these people out there that were also in this pond. Pretty nice. And we were talking Milwaukee Bucks, and we were talking about Giannis Dendokumbo. And there's something, Giannis has this it factor. Right? You can't quantify it, you can't explain it. You just kind of have to watch it unfold. But as the playoffs get tougher, the games get tougher, Giannis seems to get better. I mean, look at the last two minutes of the game. Uh, Wednesday, Rowdy. The dude hit two three pointers, and then he hit his first free throw, which you know as Bobby Portis was talking about. What he usually misses in the front of the rim. Then he missed the second one. Bobby Portis puts it up for the lead, and the Bucks eventually go in to win. Is it just me, Rowdy, or is Giannis Antetokounmpo get better as the lights get brighter?
1: I mean, he has this, he has since I, I would say he has since that the uh, Toronto Raptors series. What was that 2018 slash 19 season? Yeah. He seems like he's gotten better, but it's been the guys around him. Yeah. Like when the guys around him have played well, like last season where Chris Middleton was pretty good in the playoffs, Drew Holiday was pretty good in the playoffs, or this year when Drew Holiday shows up, or maybe it was Grayson Allen in that uh, first Bull series, mm-hmm. he obviously still needs help. Like no one, no one wins a championship by themselves. Not, not in present day NBA. No.
0: Yeah. But Giannis honest specifically though, Rowdy is, you know, I'm just thinking of last year with the run that they had. I mean, he just got better and better as the games progressed in well, the series. Remember against, um, like, not not better in a sense of oh yes, better, but like he has this he has this aura about him, this it factor, this this this, this I don't know. You can't explain it.
1: Remember when they were playing Toronto in that series, and he continued to play really, really well mm-hmm. for the most part. Now there were some turnovers, there were a lot of drives to the hoop where he was stopped, but that was literally his game. Yeah, and when he did kick it out the Eric Bledsoe's of the world or, or even Chris Middleton at times could not make shots. Yes. So yeah, I would say, yes, he has risen to the occasion ever since that 2018 slash 19. He
0: found this like next gear that will, he, you can't deny he, the freak.
1: He just still needs other guys to knock down shots, which for the most part, the last couple of years they've been doing.
0: Yeah, they have been. All right. So Chris Middleton Rowdy is out for tonight's action. Now, we were talking about this. If the Bucks were to lose game Expected five... That though. Yeah, same. If the Bucks were to lose that game five on Wednesday night, then maybe we'd be talking about Chris Middleton coming back. But yes, Chris Middleton has been ruled out for tonight's action. And that just makes sense to me. I mean, the Bucks have been winning without Chris Middleton. Hell, they're on the brink of eliminating the Boston Celtics and going to the Eastern Conference Finals. So they've been playing... I don't want to say with house money, but without Chris Middleton, they've, I mean, obviously the series has gotten better and better. The game's gotten better and better, but they're up three to two. So the longer you can wait for the return of Chris Middleton to heal that knee up, I think it bodes more well for the Milwaukee Bucks. Right, Rowdy?
1: Yeah. And I, I, that this was, we kind of talked about this. I, I fully expected that <laughs> if they were going to bring them back, especially winning game five, it would probably be game seven, just to give yeah. them enough time, give them more time. Yeah. Uh, I, but I agree with you if they would have lost, I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Middleton tries to give him 15 minutes tonight. Sure, sure.
0: Uh, Wojnowski, Adrian Wojnowski reported uh, just late last night that if the Bucks do indeed advance to the Eastern Conference Finals, who will be against the Miami Heat? There's a really there's a good chance that Chris Middleton returns to action. So when the injury first happened, they said what it was two weeks to evaluate and the yada 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 keep evaluating. He's been cleared for light contact. Been playing a little more in practice. You see the camera panning to him all the time. Uh, you know during the series against the Celtics. The mo- the longer you can withstand not having Middleton to keep winning, which the Bucks are doing, the better it is. And then we could see him against the Heat. Alright, I don't want to get too far ahead, Rowdy. Uh but the Miami Heat just I mean, they just kinda of slapped around the seventy Sixers. They won their series four to four to two. Um, I was asked yesterday in that, that pond I was waiting in with while drinking a beer. It's like, well who'd you rather see with the Heat or the Seventy Sixers? I'm like, well I'd rather see the Bucks play the seventy Sixers because the Sixers are kind of a shell of themselves, and then the game concluded, it's the Heat win ninety nine to ninety. What do we think about? Yeah, but I don't think after, especially after Heat.
1: seeing the first game or two of that series, I don't think anyone was picking the Sixers to win that. No, series. no,
0: not at all, not at all. But uh, Rowdy, if we're looking at the Miami Heat and the Bucks do advance to the Eastern Conference Finals, what are we thinking about Jimmy buckets and company out of Miami? We 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 nervous of them for the. Uh, or is it really just the Boston Celtics is probably the best. I mean, series they've the been Bucks beat up to. too.
1: Jimmy Butler's been dealing with some soreness. Not that he's missed games. I mean, well, I guess he has missed a couple of games here and there. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Lowry was coming off of was it a hamstring? I yeah. mean, they they've been somewhat beat up too, but they just had the much easier path. I, obviously, they came in as the one seed. They played the technically the eight seed right away. Yeah. Then they got a beat up. 76-er team where Joel Embiid missed the first two games. Harden was basically trash outside he is of one terrible. game. Harden stinks. I mean, they they haven't had as much resistance as you would say the Celtics or the Bucks had. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this series, again, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself with yeah, Jimmy Buckets. He's still got to win. Uh, game six. And God forbid if they do lose the Bucks, that is, then there's a game seven. But it's back in TD Garden. So... um t- Okay, and here was this. I actually made this statement last night too, Rowdy, and I couldn't believe it. Oh, I could, but I couldn't. The series between the Bucs and the Celtics have been so good. Obviously, I want the Bucs to win tonight. But a little part of me, just for the dramatics.
1: Nope.
0: Just if, if a little part of me, Rowdy, maybe wants to see it go seven just to see what happens. But. 99.99% 99.99% of me wants to see the Bucks win the night. There's just this little sliver that wants to see it go seven just because of how dramatic and crazy this series has been. I <laughs> like your answer before I even say it. Nope. <laughs> Handle your business. Win the night at the Pfizer. Win the night. About what Bucks in six is and how it came to fruition. No crap, Rowdy. We were talking about it yesterday. The 2012-2013 Milwaukee Bucks. who we we're looking at a decade back for the Bucks and the roster was absolutely hilarious. And a decade ago is when Bucks in 6 was born. That's when Brandon Jennings uttered the words before they were playing the Miami Heat. LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. Bucks in 6 born 10 years ago. And it was Essentially this right here.
2: Young Buck, Brandon Jennings. I'm real confident in this. I'm sure everybody's writing this off. How do I see the series? Um, I think it's going to be a good one, an exciting one. I know everybody's counting us out. I, I see us winning the series in six. So we just going to go out there and play basketball and win. How many games? Six. We're going to be. We're going to win in six. What else did you want them to say? Well, I mean, Bucks and Six. I mean, what else was I supposed to say? We gonna lose and we are gonna get swept. I mean, you know, you're supposed to go into the playoffs with confidence. I mean, especially when we were playing Miami Heat, the number one team in the East. Um, we definitely had nothing to lose. Um, but yeah, Bucks and Six always. That's that's for the culture. <laughs>
1: So there's the little backstory of Bucks in six. I do, I do like how Brandon Jennings goes. what Was I supposed? To <laughs> what do you say? want me to say? We're gonna get swept, which they I did. did. I do like that he had a little bit more balls to say in six, not seven. Yeah, being the fact that you're the eighth seed. Yeah,
0: going against LeBron James, Chris doing Bosh, doing and
1: seven, Dwayne Wade. Six. Bucks
0: in six. What do you want me to say? We're gonna get swept. I love the confidence. The Bucks have now Brandon Jennings, not short of confidence, right? But you go back and look at the roster that was. <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, and then Rowdy. A year later, well, y- you listen to the roster and you go, "Hmm, makes sense. They're an eight seed." <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: A year later is when the Bucks would then draft Giannis Adendicumbo, the Greek freak. In that year, twenty thirteen fourteen season, Giannis' rookie year, they won fifteen games. Fifteen games. Let me read you this roster. Jeff Adrian. Carlos Delfino.
1: Delfrino.
0: Del-th- thank you. Ursan Ilyasova. Some might know him as Arsan Ilyasov. Brandon Knight. OJ Mayo. Rowdy. Chris Middleton. That's the emergence of Chris Middleton, the trade of the Pistons. Zaza Pachulia. Remember Zaza? Love me. Some I love Zaza. Zaza. No one had better back acne than Zaza Pachulia, man.
1: No, no <laughs> one was a more unathletic, effective player. Yeah. He, he,
0: the things he would do so unathletically, you're like, wow, how did he but manage yet, that? Every
1: single game, I swear to God, he'd have 12 points and 10 rebounds. <laughs> yeah,
0: he'd always have a double-double. He'd be like, how did, that, how did he do that? He's like a... He's like, remember uh, Vladi Divak who would just smoke like a pack of cigarettes during a game? Like he was like a throwback, like a, he's like a uh, Vladi That's disrespectful
1: Divac. to Vladi Divak. Well, hey, Zaza's the man.
0: Uh, then you had, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher his last name. I always butcher it. Um, Miroslav Tarletovic. R- 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 a- oh. uh, I always butchered his name. R-A-D-U-L-I, R-A-D-U-L-J-I-C-A. D- U- L- J- I- C- I'm going to butcher it. You had Ramon Sessions. Remember him? Ramon's Larry Sanders. This is when he was at the end of all banged up before he started smoking a ton of weed and doing art, which sounds great. And then they also drafted that year besides Giannis Adendokumbo. Remember little uh, Nate Walter, Walters from South Dakota State? Remember that guy? Yes. That was the Bucks' 15 win He was like the backup team. point guard. That was Giannis Adendokumbo's rookie season. The Bucks won 15 games. It's also the year that they did trade away Brandon Jennings. So that... Was Giannis's rookie year, and I remember Giannis's rookie year. You, you saw the team. You are like, this is terrible, <laughs> this is bad, this is tough. scene. but there was moments of Giannis and like, damn. Remember that one video? I always forget the guy's name. He asked Giannis and how old he is. It's Reggie Evans. Yeah, Reggie Evans is on the bench. He looks at Giannis, and Giannis just looks like a little string bean kid, which is exactly what he was. He looks at him. He's like, how old are you? And Giannis looks at him. He goes, nineteen. The guy goes, damn. Well, I
1: mean, Damn. since he was 19, flashes, since he was 19, he's grown four inches it's and he put on man. and he's put on like 50 pounds.
0: Yeah. Pierce, twisted steel and sex appeal for Giannis Adetokounmpo. Him and Kevin Durant are the same height and same weight. Let that sink. see. I don't believe Let that. that sink in for a little bit.
1: Where does where does Kevin Durant hide it? I think in his
0: his shoes. Remember how he stepped on the line last year against the Bucks? It would have been a three, but it was a two. I think he keeps it in his shoes.
1: I don't. It's, I have defi- no idea. it's definitely not in his arms. No, because Giannis Antetokounmpo is a terminator. <laughs> it's Definitely not in his chest. And they say muscle weighs more than fat. So
0: Giannis is yoked out of his mind. But uh, Kevin Durant's, Durant's like not a, fat. He's not fat, and he's like he's slenderman Reaper. Yeah, he's a. Sli- I don't know how. I don't know how that the same weight has come to be, but that's what the internet tells me, and we know the internet's never been wrong. So Giannis Antetokounmpo, fifteen wins his rookie year. Last year, what does he do? The dude wins the NBA championship. And the series NBA Finals MVP puts up a 50-burger, or I guess a 50-nug, because he went and got 50 nuggets after that. 50-piece on the Phoenix Suns. And look at the Bucks now. Bucks and six could come to fruition again tonight against the Boston Celtics at the Pfizer Forum. I just love the history of the Bucks and six. Because it, it was such a joke, right, Rowdy? It was such like a... Hey, it's like a tongue in cheek ha well, even s-
1: it was la- it was last year, I think it was, where everyone's like, Ha ha, bucks and six, haha, bucks but the bucks were actually like really good last year. Yeah. And it was like at this point they were playing series where it's like, Yeah, it's it's kinda cute and funny to say Bucks and Six, but should they be like like, Taking these teams out in four or five? Well, that's
0: like like for the series against the Chicago Bulls that was this year. I'm like, we have graduated beyond Bucks in six. Bucks in six is, is is no longer what we need to strive for. Against the Bulls, that's why I said a sweep. Bucks in four against the Bulls. And then with the Celtics, I mean, this is one of the best matchups in all of the NBA playoffs. Bucks in six. Totally fine in saying that. Uh, coming to fruition tonight at the Pfizer Forum. Tip off, what was that, 6.30. 30. ESPNs. Yeah, it sucks that we don't get it on TNT. You got the ESPN jabronis, uh, but whatever. I'll suck it up and, and deal with it. Uh, Brewers also 540. so
1: looking- They got to get back on the good foot here. Yeah. They've been playing some bad baseball.
0: We'll talk some Brewers next. Little Milwaukee two-step hopefully tonight. Brewers down in Miami against the Fish. Bucks in Milwaukee against the Seas. And here we go, Rowdy. The aforementioned Glenn Fry. The heat is on.
2: Yeah, Rowdy. Mm.
0: Something about the doors just gets me fired up. Something about Dave Essler just gets me even more fired up. Our backdoor man himself, Dave Esler. What's up, Uncle Dave? Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, It's Friday,
2: guys.
0: TGIF, Dave. God, it feels good. Hey, I think we got some of your Florida weather up here. It's been like 97 degrees the past three days here.
2: Yeah, I heard Rowdy went golfing. I didn't know that was a thing he had up there.
0: Oh, yeah. And pro- happy to report, Dave, we do have leaves on our trees now. So there is that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were golfing two weeks ago, Dave, you probably were golfing at about 40 degrees.
0: Yeah. Beautiful
2: Wisconsin, no, Dave. I, I just wouldn't do that.
0: How's sunny Florida?
2: It's perfectly. Let's see. I don't see any cloud. I don't see any clouds. I believe it's
1: about seventy three. Oh wow. Well, it's probably hotter here. It, it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> hey Dave, uh, someone else <laughs> currently seventy two. Yeah. Speaking of
0: uh, some heat, the Miami Heat punching their ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, the Bucks could be meeting them. We could have the Wisconsin versus Florida thing going on here. What do you think? Bucks in six could come to fruition tonight. If the beautiful gambler that you are, Dave, what do we think about the Bucks and the Celtics tonight through the eyes of Dave Esler?
2: I don't know. I think if I was going to bet on that game, I'll bet on the total, and I think I'll take the under. I mean, like if I if I take, I probably take the first half under, and maybe the full game as well because. Like, I think the most points that these guys have scored in any first half is 105. I believe that was in game three. I think the total is 102 and a half. I don't think they've adjusted enough. I would expect there to be a little bit of feeling outness, if you will. I mean, I don't think that, I don't, you know, I look at, I look at the stats for the last game and, you know, Boston is not going to shoot 51% from the floor again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bucks are not going to make forty five percent of their threes, and I don't think the bucks are going to get twelve more offensive rebounds and that game only ended what two two seventeen i believe so i don't I don't see two hundred and twelve points being scored tonight, so I like the under okay. um, uh, that the the side is kind of a you know you would think the bucks would be favored by more than a point and a half right and that's a little bit i mean it, it's almost like that's either a gift. For Bucks betters or a trap. And I'm I'm just gonna stay away from that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under. I don't yeah. I don't see I don't I don't see how it goes over.
0: I mean this series has been so physical and you know defense is clamping down, so I do like that under uh, as well for their and yeah,
2: the, the only and thing. And the advice of Dave is like
0: gold, baby. The advice of Dave is gold.
2: Yeah, well the only thing that does concern me about that total is in that last game they only took combined thirty six free throws. So uh, you gotta think that's gonna Kind of, kind of go the other way. I mean, the average NBA game like in the low to mid 50s. Yeah. So that could, you know, that's why I like that. I think I like the first half better. Um, you know, so it's like kind of, I almost like this last week's uh, game five when uh, I think it was 101 at halftime and second half went over without a whole lot of trouble yeah. and i can see that same scenario playing out as far as who's going to win i don't know if it's florida versus wisconsin i really don't care uh because i'm, I'm not a miami heat fan i do hold grudges i did not like lebron taking his talents to <laughs> <laughs> oh dave are you, you're Celt- are you celtics
1: guy? oh yeah yeah you're yeah from, uh, aren't you from boston boston
0: I am. Oh, Dave, how'd oh, that escape me? Hey, Dave, when the Bucks beat the Celtics tonight, I'll gladly welcome you on the Bucks bandwagon with open arms. Okay?
2: Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not uh, a Homer of my bets, so that's you know. Oh no, that's I mean, not it, a Homer. Aside, I told that. you, I told you guys, I told you guys a week ago. and I'm going to paraphrase. I said, if you like the Bucks, <laughs> take them to win Game One and take them to win the series. at plus
1: 380 or whatever it was. Yeah, he yeah, did say you that. Did, now, you did. to extend an olive branch, I will say this, Dave, about your Celtics. That Larry Bird guy was pretty all right. Great mustache.
0: And I um, love the short yeah. shorts. Dave, did you ever, did you model your wardrobe after Larry Bird back in the day? Did you I wear the short shorts? Uh, no, I did not. I couldn't handle the paleness. Sounds like you're living my life for being this pale.
2: Hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey,
0: Dave, uh, on the on the baseball side of things from Major League Baseball, I don't know if you've had this on your radar or not. If not, you can just kick it away and tell us what you got instead. But, I mean, another Florida connection, our Milwaukee Brewers going against the Miami Marlins tonight for a three-game weekend series. Is this on your radar at all? Brewers are favored by, ooh, what did I see here, minus 140. Not- yeah, that's a lot. I
2: mean, Pablo Lopez is every bit as good as Corbin Burns. I mean, Pablo Lopez has picked six games and he's had four shutouts. So, And Pablo Lopez,
1: over his career, Dave, has been one of the best pitchers split wise at home.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm uh, and, and I'm leery of that Bucks bullpen. I mean, uh, excuse me, Brewers bullpen. I mean, their area over the last week is over seven and they gave up, what, 28 runs to the Reds? Don't hey, get I mean, me started, hey, Dave, Dave, on
1: the Brewers bullpen. Don't get me started, you know Dave. We're forgetting you know, about so, that
0: series
2: and we're moving on. Well, I get that, but I don't <laughs> think the bullpen is. You might be. Um, you know, I, I think that this would be a ballsy bet, but the first five is uh, is first five is three runs, hmm. um, and and I'm not sure that happens. So, uh, if I were going to Under bet the Brewers in the F five. Yeah. Ooh. If I were gonna bet if I were going to bet the Brewers I would bet them first five. I just can't back that bullpen right now. I believe Miami's bullpen, believe it or not, I think they lead the league uh they did a week ago, I have a look, so they're certainly still up there no matter what. They lead the league in, in inherited runners scoring, so you know, they're they're uh, they're not your your your, your old Marlins. Okay. Well, the really old Marlins won the World Series. They're not they're not two years ago Marlins.
0: Yeah. Uh, On Dave, okay, so that is a under three for the F five. Ooh,
2: yeah. But what I will do though is, I mean, you, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably piss off some of your uh, Dave. I piss off our listeners every day. It's fine. Yeah, they they might be Cubs fans. Oh, dude, I'd come after them every day. It's fine. They're used to it. No, I know, but I'm, I'm probably gonna bet against them tonight as well. I mean. (laughs) Juice <laughs> Smiley, is he not pitching above his peripherals? Um, <laughs> we got I a
0: mean, Diamondbacks Ari- in Arizona?
2: Uh, I like Arizona. I mean, I, I, have, I have all the respect in the world for Zach Davies okay. if he doesn't watch too many people. Um, but that would also be a first five bet because the Arizona bullpen uh, is on the other side of the Miami Marlins bullpen in that they let every inherited runner score.
0: Well, hey, so, you know about
2: Zach Davis? I though think, right?
0: he used to be a Milwaukee Brewer and a Chicago uh, Cub.
2: Well, there you go. You got another reason to torque your Brewers, talk talk your uh, Cubs listeners for the rest of the yeah. show.
0: Hey, that's my mo, Dave.
1: Also, used to be a Baltimore Oriole.
2: Also, <laughs> no, so Zach Davis. Yeah, and, and to your, also to was your a... point about to your point about Arch Manning coming to Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, 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 my knee-jerk reaction on that is that would probably be one of the last places he would go. David, um, this is the Big Ten. The Big does doesn't throw the ball. I mean,
0: Dave, Madison, Wisconsin, yeah. voted on by Playboy, many years in a row, the best college football town in America. You tell me, Arch Manning well, wouldn't want to look at some Playboys while Madison, Wisconsin, come up.
1: Maybe if it uh, was, maybe if it was Arch Manning, the original <laughs> Arch Manning, but
2: who looks at a Playboy anymore?
0: Yeah, I guess you got the internet.
2: I mean, I don't get it. I mean, I, I know you're thinking about, you know, maybe you can put two and two together, but I'm just going to tell you that's not going to equal four.
0: <laughs> I've never been good at math, Dave.
2: Hey, and Dave, before I let
0: you go. Uh, if we you really struggled time, solving for X. Yeah, it's just it's not good for me, Dave. Um, I can solve all XXX, though. With those playboys. Hey Dave, when it comes to following him on Twitter, do it Dave underscore Sler E S S L E R. This dude's one of the best in the nation to do it. Dave, with your Boston Boston fandom though, the NFL schedule released over the the night that was, and the Green Bay Packers will be hosting the New England Patriots week four, Sunday, October second, three twenty five central at beautiful Lambeau Field.
2: Will you come be my date? Uh, and I will not pay for, for I will not pay for your plane flight. I'll play for everything else. Well, I'm, not into, I'm not into misery. <laughs> Dave, I mean, I'll show you how to tie You know what? You, you know what? It's, it's so funny that all this schedule drop stuff, and now all these touts in the world, they'll oh, guess, and now we're going to do our win totals. These teams have known who they're going to play for months. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have the dates, you know. They should do it like college football. They do it like fifteen years yeah. ahead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's the yeah, it's theatrics, it's May. The NFL needs something to, Of course. You know, they had the draft, now they gotta have this and 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 that's totally made for T V stuff. Dave. But you know you I, I do have... think the Packers Packers win total over eleven is probably a good bet. With seventeen games I don't think they'll lose six. Not in that division. Well, Patriots could win that division.
0: Th- thank you so much for the additional uh, football pick there. I was just trying to get you up to Wisconsin so I could party with you at Lambeau. I, I appreciate the over of the 11 wins. Thank you, Dave. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, Dave, we love you, man. Uh, big uh, big plans this weekend. What you got cooking? Uh, Besides you and the heat.
2: Uh, no, I don't like the heat. A little AC, I little AC. I, in your I, 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 I told you, I still hold the grudge against the uh, Oakland Raiders for the Gerald Stingley incident back in nineteen seventy something or other.
0: Well, Dave, enjoy so. the AC, and if you do get outside, I assume it would be for golfing. Hit them long, hit them straight. Oh, I'll, be the go-
2: I'll be playing. I'll be playing. golf this afternoon. I will wear my shorts though. The Larry Bird shorts? No, the ones you didn't wear.
0: Okay, <laughs> Dave, we love you, man. Have a good weekend. Always a pleasure, my friend. And we'll see you at Lambeau Week, right, week guys-
2: Four. All right, I'll put it down. You guys
0: too, <laughs> See you, Dave. Dave Estler, my man. NFL schedule has been released, and Roddy, I- I'm with you, dude. Like people really, really start pitching a tent sometimes over the NFL schedule release. I, I like looking at it for a little bit, but outside of that, like I look at the matchups and when the Packers are playing and what primetime games and stuff. But outside of that, I- I'm, I'm like, oh, the Packers are gonna go 14 and three. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. What about for you with the schedule release?
1: Oh, it's kind of like, oh, Fine. oh, let's see who they play. Okay, so they play the Cowboys. Obviously, they're going to play the the Bears, the Vikings, and the Lions Giants twice. at
0: London. Yeah, like... Commanders.
1: Some- oh, cool. And then you sit there and maybe you think about it for five minutes and you go through, huh, maybe this team will win X amount of games. Then I really don't think about it again <laughs> <I> just- until <laughs> September. <laughs> I know. Some people, like,
0: really get into it so... Uh, I know it's some of their jobs, like um, like the Matt Schneidman's of the world that works with the athletic who covers the Packers and stuff. They're like they're like Indiana Jones, man. They're they're off searching for clues of where they can find the next little treasure trove of information of when before the schedules released of when you know certain teams going to play here or when the Packers are going to travel there. It's like. Okay, that's all fine and dandy because, you know, like the schedule by the time that the NFL actually releases the schedule, like 90 percent of it's already out. And you can figure out the rest from there. A lot of people really just started looking into it and diving in big time. Uh, We'll look into it a little bit because there are some intriguing days when the Packers play. And we thought that the bye would be after that London game. No, no. No, week five is when the Packers go to London to take on the Giants. And we thought, okay, that makes sense. Week six then would probably be the bye because of travel. Mm, No, 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 Rowdy. In fact, week six, they play the New York Jets at Lambeau. The
1: bye is not until week 14. How about that? That's really late. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I did look at it a little bit. And when those initial like, hey, upcoming schedules for strength of schedule were, were posted before the releases. Mm-hmm. You know how, like, Green Bay came in at, like, I think they were, like, 22nd. Yeah. And it was like, man, Packers are going to get a fairly easy schedule this year. That's they say. Yeah, and then it was like, you saw Viking fans on Twitter all pissed off because, obviously, the uh, the Packers have won the NFC North the last couple of years. Yeah. And
2: they had, we'll an
1: eas- they had an easier schedule than the Vikings, according to that tweet. Yeah. And people were freaking out. Oh, they won. They they've been the better team. We should have an easier. I don't know. I looked at that schedule and I thought it was uh, a lot tougher than what um, that original well, tweet the, about winning percentages from the year before. Who cares about the year? Bef- who cares about the year before? There's
0: so many teams in the NFL. Like, yeah, some stay like around equal playing field, but each the NFL changes not only year by year, but week by week. The NFL changes the uh, when the season's happening. So when people say like, oh, well, based on last year, this is they have the easiest schedule, we have the hardest schedule. Well, last year's last year, this year's this year. You got new players, you got the draft that happened, you probably brought some free agents in, you got guys that maybe retired or you know just weren't re-signed. So just because last year, here is what the schedule would be with the strength of schedule this year, doesn't mean it's going to come to fruition. There's always a team that surprises you. There's always a team that disappoints you, and there's always a bunch of teams that are just kind of just in the middle. And I
1: just briefly looking at that uh, Green Bay Packers schedule, I thought they had a lot. Of, it might have been maybe a little bit easier for records from last season, but I thought they kind of had a lot of bad spots.
0: Yeah, we'll get into it coming up. We just, you know, just kind of dipping the toe into the Packers schedule release and all the other ones. Uh, there's some big The Packers are a lot of primetime games. So primetime Rogers is going to be in full effect. Here for the Green Bay Packers. If you were curious, um, the preseason was at San Francisco against the Niners, then they host the New Orleans Saints, and then at Kansas City against the Chiefs, and they get the three uh, preseason games. So that's your Packers preseason. Uh, TBD dates to be announced for preseason. We have all the other ones, though, when it comes to the regular season. If, uh, you know, maybe you like not dropping a whole lot of your bankroll. I'm going to a regular season game and you get to a preseason game. You have one. It's New Orleans Saints. Maybe
1: you're just looking forward to watching Jordan Love play.
0: <laughs> exactly. Maybe you're a big you – got, you got stock in Jordan Love jersey, and you want to see it really, really get its value, its money's worth. So there you go. Lambeau Field, week two for preseason, the Saints. Maybe, and then if you love Taysom Hill so much, you could probably see Taysom Hill play too, Rowdy. Uh, Who's even – Who's even quarterback for the
1: Saints? Jameis Winston. Is he the starter? Didn't they, didn't they re-sign him?
0: Yeah, I, th- I thought so, but I, wasn't, I can't remember off the top of my head. Jameis Winston, and you got Taysom Hill, and I don't even know who else would be there. All right, so the NFL released their schedule. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, my God, prime time for the Green Bay Packers. Ben, I know you took a peek at this. Because there are some prime time New Year's Day, Christmas Day. In fact, there's a, th- a triple
1: header on Christmas Day. hope you don't have any fl-
0: <laughs> don't <laughs> have any plans. I hope you don't plan on going back to Philadelphia anytime soon, Benjamin. No, but the Packers. Uh, check this out on Christmas Day. Packers in in Miami, Miami, a nooner against the Dolphins. And then later on, the Broncos at Rams, and then the Buccaneers at the Cardinals. Uh, also, Packers taking on on uh, New Year's Day like I was talking about uh, how many prime did you guys go over this yesterday they have a lot of primetime games the green bay packers there was primetime rogers this year um i don't know what i mean rowdy you ran the board last christmas for the packers what was that like for you
1: well it's basically really me getting a little taste yeah it was basically me watching the game <laughs> <laughs> watching the game uh the second half here and it was where obviously they were playing the cleveland browns yeah. and thankfully they held on long enough and Baker Mayfield was turning the ball over.
0: Well, he was just coming off COVID. COVID survivor. But other Baker than that, Mitchell.
1: yeah, it was basically um, straightforward. Right.
0: So, yeah, real quick, uh, let's see. The Packers are going to start the season at U.S. Bank Stadium against the Vikings. Then they come home a week later at Chicago, or against Chicago. Bears coming to Lambeau. Sunday night football. The 17th straight season, the two teams will meet at least once in primetime. The Bears are going to be so bad. That's going to be – Ben, you and I were here for a, a Bears primetime – Foot, uh, Sunday night football game. That was, that was the the debacle of special teams. One of the funniest, craziest games that everything I've ever seen. I special missed teams-wise.
1: a minute and a half <clears throat> and a half walking to my car to drive in right before halftime. Yeah, and the Bears scored two special teams touchdowns in that time. Yeah,
0: and it's that's great. the night where I blew up the air mattress and slept in my office because I had to. I was here till what time? Did we got at midnight. I'm just going to sleep in my office.
2: Legend.
1: So they open with Minnesota. Ben
0: tried to call up and me. said, no, get out of here.
1: They open at, at Minnesota, I September 11th, for my birthday. Do you think Scott will be able to scrounge up some tickets for him?
0: I hope so, because Scott's birthday. By the way, uh, Ben, Scott, our music trivia guy's birthday is next Wednesday. If you can if you come across any prizes, he asked us if we could send it to him. So just, just be on the lookout. And Rowdy's birthday is that game, uh, September 11th, Rowdy's birthday. So there's a little birthday. I'll be I'll
1: be waiting for those tickets in the mail.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, next uh, week brings up some musty matchup against playoff teams from last year. A marquee game, week three. The Packers travel to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. The Battle of the Bays. Now, last time the Packers were in Tampa Bay, Rowdy, it didn't it didn't bode well for the Green Bay Packers, if I remember correctly. Aaron Rodgers rushed into the end zone for the first score. Uh, put on the belt. Oh, actually, he, he they thought it was a touchdown. Yeah, it was. It was called, called back. back. Well, it was what? uh, Yeah, it was called back, and then they scored. But then they got their asses absolutely kicked, the Packers. Yeah. For the Battle of the Bays. Well, they're in Tampa. And then the Packers return home, and they'll have Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, Matt Jones. That'll be a nice little A lot of East Coast flavor. Yep. And then, obviously, week five, the Packers going to New York to take on, or going to London London to take on the New York Giants, excuse me. And then, usually, there'd be a bye week following the international game, but guess what? The Packers, no, no, do not get a bye week after they travel to London. Instead, they take on the lowly New York Jets at Lambeau. That's essentially a bye week, right, Rowdy?
1: That's tough luck for the Green Bay Packers. So
0: the bye week's not the week 14. Because
1: normally you're going to hope for the bye week to either be before or after you have to fly to London. Preferably after. They got a week until yeah, a week till this. They, the, the they play the, the Patriots, who should be a good team before, and then the Jets after. Yeah. Now, no one's going to confuse the Jets with a good team, but a lot of people do like their draft, and you can't imagine they'd be much worse than last year.
0: Yes, correct. And then moving on from that, you have the Green Bay Packers once they come home uh, from London, the Giants at Lambeau. Then it's a three-game stretch on the road. That's a tough. That's tough coming from Lambeau. Then uh, I'm sorry, coming from London, then Lambeau, then Washington Commanders, Buffalo Bills, then in Detroit against the Lions. That's a tough little stretch there of just travel. That kind of at least you're not flying too far from oh, whatever. And then Rowdy, you come home week ten. That's Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys coming to Lambeau, and then the Tennessee Titans for Thursday night football. This this scheduling is kind of tough, especially when you throw that London trip in there. Sunday night to Thursday night football, or Sunday late afternoon to Thursday night football for the Packers. And then Ben Kenny, will you be doing a little jaunt home November 27th? The Packers going to Philadelphia to take on your Eagles. Fly Eagles, fly baby. See if we can all make it somehow. Wouldn't that be nice? Stay at the Kenny abode. What is the Kenny abode like, by the way? Are we we're in the we're in the city, right? Does it like, have yeah.
1: AC? It has air conditioning. I'm picturing a,
0: I'm picturing a brick building. <laughs> uh, se- semi brick, I think. It's not a brick house like the Commodores. No. Okay. It's
1: like a little row house concept, like okay. a bunch of houses we on talk, the street. We
0: talking like multiple levels? Like it's just a flat? Like I'm trying it's to get a, a picture. It, here. It's
1: skinny. Okay. And four stories.
0: Oh, are your like, neighbors like, like an inch away from you? Connected. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to get, I'm picturing like the darker brick color, with some, some siding maybe. No, it's a little lighter. Okay. I just have this, have this image in my it's head. It's basically
1: over. been the exact opposite of what you've been trying to describe.
0: Yeah. I should do a George Costanza. <laughs> Whatever I think, I should just do the exact opposite. Alright, so then Philadelphia, then at Chicago, um, and then you got the bi- week 14. is the Yeah, bi. that's a
1: late bye bi- week.
0: And then you late. go to then you go come back to Lambeau for a Monday night football game against the Los Angeles Rams. That'll be good. What do you think of the late buy?
1: F- Not a fan.
0: Not a fan, Ben. What do you think of the late buy?
1: Really, green, green Green Bay Packers. Cardinals. I like it a lot, actually.
0: I like I it just because you know it to the playoffs, it's a little healthier. But the whole London thing kind of is strange. The
1: the travel thing is weird, but I think having it late is valuable for a veteran team. Uh, especially that's you know led by a veteran quarterback health-wise, uh, rhythm-wise, to get rested. Because we saw down the end of that year, they were or last year, they were getting a little tired down down the stretch, and they yeah. did have it semi-late, right?
0: And then after the bye, I mean, I was talking about the Rams. Here, here's your last four games after the bye. There are three of them are at home, so that's nice. L.A. Rams at home, then you got to go to Miami, obviously, for uh, that Christmas Day game. And then you got the Vikings at home, and then the Lions at home. The Vikings, New Year's Day, and then Lions at home.
1: Yeah, so I was looking at this and and kind of thought, man, this actually looks a little bit tougher than than what the um win percentages from last year would say with the Green Bay Packers being ranked 22nd hardest schedule. Mm-hmm. And then Andy Herman put out a tweet and it was the Packers scheduling disadvantages and there's kind of a lot of them. So the first one was Commanders play Thursday night football before they play the green Bay Packers. So they're going to get a few extra days. Then you have the bills coming off of a bye week before they play green Bay, obviously an extra week to prep. The Cowboys are coming off of a bye week before they play the Packers. Or them boys an extra week to prep. The dolphins have an extra day of rest due to the Packers playing on Monday night football the week before they play. And the Vikings have an extra day of rest before they play week 17.
0: So there's a little disadvantage there. there
1: yeah, there. well, especially with the, the Bills and the Cowboys are the big ones for me. They get an extra week of prep going into a, what yeah. most would consider our big matchups with the Packers. Bill's
0: going to be a Super Bowl favorite, and then you look at the Cowboys, they're going to be, what, a, a playoff contender. I don't know if there'd be a, not a Super Bowl favorite, but...
1: I don't know. I think it's a little bit harder than what the uh, win percentages from last season would say. Oh,
0: totally. I mean, there's, now,
1: there's a... now, like Dave Esler already gave out the, yeah, I see the uh, the win total for the Packers is, a, is 11 and I take the over. I agree with them. I don't see how they would lose six games and I really don't see how they wouldn't win the NFC North at this point. But yeah, here to give the over of 11 wins. But I do think the schedule is a little bit tougher than we first thought it would be.
0: Yeah, I uh, can't wait to see it all unfold once football actually starts.
1: Oh, and if you were curious, your preseason
0: (laughs) matchups at San Francisco against the Niners, New Orleans Saints at Lambeau, and then the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. There's your preseason. Let's go to the phones. Line one, good morning.
2: It's me again. Hey, Z, what up, brother? Nada. So as far as the schedule, I think this is bull crap. I think if you win your division, you should automatically get a home game your first week. I think that's just like you're not rewarding these teams yet it's a division from last year, but you should automatically get that first game should be a home game.
0: I think if you, that's if you win your division, you should be able to have a say in how your schedule is made.
2: Yeah. I mean, and then as far Just as screw the over bi- the other guys,
0: it couldn't win your division.
2: And then as far as the bye week being week 14, what are we doing? What is that? I get it. The veteran team is late by. I understand, but it should be week six. this fall. that's it.
0: Brewers a little sour taste in their mouth against the reds. Lost that series two out of three. They had yesterday off. They're on the road in Miami now to take on the Fish, the Marlins. So, Rowdy, what is it with the crew? I mean, they scored 11 runs. Christian Yelich hit the cycle. What are we? What's concerning us about the Brewers? Is there just the ebbs and flows of a baseball season?
1: Well, I mean, we had Dave Essler on earlier, and he, he talked about the bullpen struggling. And how the bullpen was allowing a lot of inherited runners to score, which is something that they just really weren't doing. And, I mean, this is two straight series now where the Milwaukee Brewers have not played very good baseball. Lots of errors. Yeah. There's been a lot of errors. And not only that, but that bullpen hasn't been as good. Devin Williams wasn't throwing strikes. Some of your lower uh, lower leverage relievers like the uh, Gustaves of the world or the the million of even, the world like Perdomo in there, like what are you doing they uh they really did not throw the ball well, which overall this season and even in years past, they have thrown the ball well, so I mean that's a little disheartening, but it is a six game stretch here, but I think one of the the big things, if you're going to look at it as a glass half full, yeah, they played pretty bad baseball, they still probably should have won that Atlanta series, two games to one, because obviously uh, absolutely no run support until the very end for Corbin Burns. Yeah. They easily could have won that series two to one plaid, played bad baseball, savage, salvage one game. Then against uh, the Cincinnati Reds played bad baseball. Again, errors. The bullpen wasn't good. Uh, Woodruff just thoroughly got beat by Cincinnati. You salvaged another game, like that's the big thing. They're playing bad baseball. They still ended up going two and four in those t- uh, two series. It could have got a lot worse a lot quickly if all of a sudden you get swept, right? Yeah, like that's the big thing. Just can't get swept. So, when you're playing bad baseball, you just can't get swept.
0: If, all right. Speaking of now, now asking for a sweep is is tough, right? If the Brewers sweep though the Marlins, wouldn't they go five and four on the road the road trip?
1: Yeah cuz right now you they are currently 2 and 4. If they sweep the Marlins they'll go they'll go 5 and 4.
0: I mean, I know it's hard to sweep. Uh, wouldn't that think be a, wouldn't think, that be think a good at this, road trip? At
1: this point, at this point, if you just win the series with the Marlins and you go 4 and 5 on a 9-game road trip, you'll take it. With how bad of baseball they played in the first two series, you'll take it. The Brewers are and, tw- but the thing is, the Brewers are 20 and 12. The thing is, the, the the other thing is you got to look at the teams around you in the standings. The Cardinals aren't winning games. No, they, they, the Brewers have not played good baseball. The last six games, the Cardinals have only made up half a game. Yeah. They're two and a half games behind the crew. The Cardinals had some bad games against Baltimore who we've as Brewer fans have already seen this year. They're obviously not a good team. No St. Louis, a couple hiccups against uh, Baltimore. But yeah, the big thing is uh, when you look at uh, the upcoming series for the Milwaukee Brewers, Dave touched on this a little bit, too. Corbin Burns, we know he's phenomenal. He was, what, one out away two years ago from being in the top five for Cy Young. voting for consideration. For for qualifying. Obviously, the Cy Young winner uh, this last season. This year, outside of his first start, has been throwing the ball extremely well. We talked about how just last game he lowered his ERA, yet took a loss loss because of no run support. Classic. Pablo Lopez, though. Has thrown the ball Marlins just pitchers. as good, if not better, Marlins than pitchers. Corbin Burns so far this season. But one really crazy thing with him, he's always been really, really, really good in Miami, historically, with his home road splits. We're talking just on average, he's a guy that normally has an ERA that's normally two points lower yeah. at home than it is than he is on the road. So this is going to be a tough matchup tonight, even though you do have Corbin Burns, but as a as, well, a, Brewer fan. Burns yeah, as a Brewer fan, there's been no offense for Corbin Burns this year either. No, there hasn't.
0: All right, speaking of offense, though, Rowdy, Christian Yelich hits the cycle against the Reds before they have their off day yesterday. Uh, the conversation, you know, everyone wants to proclaim Christian Yelich is back, yada, yada, yada. We want to see it be done for a stretch of time. But right now, you would say with Yelich, how he's been looking now, I know it was against the Reds and a little lesser quality opponent, but how Christian Yelich has been looking, it's signs of life. It's good stuff moving forward. Is it not for Yelich?
1: Yeah, he's passing the eye test the last couple of weeks. And not only the eye test, but you can look at the velocity of the ball coming off his bat, the exit velocity. He's been in the hundreds pretty much consistently. You've even seen games where he'll go, say, two for five and have two lineouts to, say, right field. And every single ball off his bat was 108 plus miles an hour. Like everything looks better. The swing just looks it's more confident. fluid. It's confident. Too. The foot's getting down. Like everything looks closer to the 2018 19 version of Christian Yelich than anything we've seen since. And I'll say this: since that knee injury. Yeah. Because since he broke that the uh, the kneecap, he had the 2020 season was obviously shortened, which was unfortunate. He was pretty much hit or miss, right? Like, he was still producing home runs RBIs-wise, but he was not hitting the baseball for a good average. And and his numbers showed that his, um, his uh, launch angle was actually at an all-time high, but he was just missing the baseball a little bit here and there according to the statistics. Now, you look at this season, or sorry, 2021, he had, what, that three-week stretch like in August where he was, like, on fire hitting for, like, It was like a three week period, and he was hitting like 350, 400, somewhere in there. And you're like, oh my gosh, Christian Yelich is back. But a lot of what he was doing was going, you know, center field to opposite field. There wasn't a ton of power behind it. Because I mean, dude, only hit nine home runs in general all of last season. Yeah, he didn't have a ton of power for uh, behind it, but he was hitting for average. He was spraying he's the ball all over. But that was a three-week period. These last two weeks, he's hitting home runs. He's driving the ball really well to right field. Like this is the closest Christian Yelich has looked to 2019 Christian Yelich since the knee injury these last couple weeks. Yep, I am not going to be the guy to post on Twitter a, a video saying Christian Yelich is well, back. Well, that's meant for Christian Yelich to do that. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Christian well. Yelich can do that, and other people on Twitter can freak out after he has one really big game. <laughs> you just want to see a stretch of it. I, I need, yeah, I need to see it consistently. Now... Again, this is the best he's looked since the kneecap injury. But it's just such a small sample size over a season that's 162 games—that's six months long. If he puts together this type of stretch for a month, I'll start to get back on that train. Obviously, it's big thumbs up for sure for Christian Yelich. But you gotta—but he's got to be consistent with it. You can't—you can't just. Um, Get you know you talked about this so high and so low on, I'm like on one Bucks, game man. or K- the too other. High, not too good
0: low. Same thing
1: with Christian Yelich and his offense. Yeah, everything is pointing to good signs, but then the last time he posted the okay, hey I'm back, I got the videos right here. He went uh, he, he, on a on a, weak a, stretch a week stretch where he was awful. Now they had yesterday off, so we'll see what he does tonight. So
0: thick cheddar on Twitch. Search my name Ebo says on Twitch.tv. You can hit the follow button there. You can see how handsome we are. Interact with us, listen to us. Uh, Thick Cheddar says, don't fight it, Rowdy. Just embrace it. Yelich's is back. And then he called you a stubborn
1: thumb. <laughs> Here's Just f- just being realistic here.
0: Here's the first video that Yelly posted uh, after he was indeed anointed as back. How
2: it feels to hit a grand slam in an MLB game.
0: did it. Who do you think you are? are? I am. I'm back, Rowdy. So there's his first video with Pete Weber, the awesome bowler, with the amazing celebration, who do you think you are? I am. And then the second video he posted after uh, hitting for the cycle against the Reds, there is him just, "Mm, yeah, let's get it, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's this two videos rowdy for Christian Yelich right there. Uh, obviously, there's video attached to it, so you couldn't see it, but it, trust me, it was cool. <laughs> I was watching it. All right, so Yelly, is back? More will be revealed. We just need to see a stretch of it. Brewers. I mean what's the what's the verdict on Miami this year? The fish.
1: I actually like their their win total over at the beginning of the season, but it was I believe around seventy five. They're fourteen and seventeen yeah. right now,
0: second to last. I think the they were around
1: seventy five wins for a win total. They're a team that has some talent. I mean, they're they're young. They're a team that's not gonna spend a bunch of money. But they're they're rebuilding. Yeah. They're 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 not a team that um goes to the playoffs, that's 100% sure, but there, there'll be a team maybe fighting for like 80 wins uh, they'll be, they could potentially be a thorn in the side to good teams that's that's basically what I would say alright, well we'll see what
0: happens as the weekend series getting underway for the Milwaukee Brewers
1: right? Friday, I think today will be arguably the toughest game in the series, matchup wise with the pitchers I mean on Saturday you have Lauer versus Trevor Rogers. Rogers, pretty good lefty, young guy, hasn't been throwing the ball that well this year Lauer's been throwing it really well. And then on Sunday, to end the series, you have Woodruff versus Hernandez. Obviously, just in general, that's a, a big edge to Woodruff. But uh, he's got to throw the ball well.
0: Milwaukee Brewers, Miami Marlins, not get too high, not get too low. Are people freaking out over this loss, uh, this series loss to the Reds, like thinking the sky is falling? Because if you go look at the NL Central standings, the Brewers have. Reds 20. won
1: last night again.
0: They're hot. (laughs) They
1: beat the Pirates. They're hot, dude. Jokingly, they actually are pretty hot. I mean, they've won two series in a row and then start out the first game of the series against the Pirates. They won the
0: the, (laughs) winning. They won before, too, uh, before the Brewers series. Yeah,
1: against the Pirates. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, you said that. They took two out of three against the Pirates, then two out of three against the Brewers, and now won the first game against the Pirates last night. They're
0: five and five, their last 10. The Cincinnati Reds. Don't 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 let them get hot. The eight and 24 Reds in Fuego. They're hot the Brewers though. But no, it's it's they're, been they're a,
1: 20 and 12 the Brewers. Just, it's been poor baseball for the Milwaukee Brewers. I would say they played very poorly against the Atlanta Braves. They had seven errors in three games. Mm-hmm. And they were they were, you know, this close to winning two games in that series and winning the series overall, but they didn't play very well. No. They salvaged a game, went one and two, headed to Cincinnati and honestly just watching some of those games against Cincinnati yeah, they had a few errors here. The bullpen wasn't great. Um, Woody got hit pretty hard just basically because the Reds hitters were just better than Woody that night.
2: Yeah.
1: Outside of that first game, they just didn't look very focused. Like they didn't look the like errors. they wanted the they, errors. Didn't, they didn't look like they wanted to be there. Like just small and it's it's not all of like like Here's one that just bugs me because it's like burned into my brain. You go from having Colton Wong on second base to him trying to steal third to then Christian Yelich going ground rule double, which would have scored a run Yeah. the very next inning. You have back-to-back errors, which ends up allowing four earned runs to score. But then later in the game when you were getting beat and the Reds started piling on runs, it was a play where it was a guy on first a ball hit up the middle Obviously, it's a base hit. Lorenzo Cain is coming up, but he kind of lollygags after it. Doesn't hustle over the ball. The guy goes from first to third on something where it should have been station to station. But Lorenzo Cain got lazy. Then goes, oh, crap. I got to try and throw this guy out at third. Makes another mistake trying to throw the guy out at third. Allows the guy that had the single to take second. It's just... It's little lazy, dumb mistakes where it's like small things like that add up and it just felt like they were uninterested you think it could be like, in hey, the Cincinnati we're, hey, we're, series. We're
0: playing the Reds. We just hung 34 runs on them and 11 home runs. We're playing the Reds again. We can cakewalk this. I think that think that, that, creeps might, into
1: it? I think that might have been something. I mean, we've talked about it and, and a lot of the Brewer naysayers have talked about it lately. It's like, well, the Brewers only beat teams that are bad. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they go, well, oh, we were playing some bad baseball. We, we, we got a get right series against Cincinnati yeah. and they just kind of uh, slept walk through it but yeah if it hasn't gotten their attention now you would imagine that it has yep and you're going to play the marlins which so go. again they're a little better than the reds there there'll be a team that could be like are a, they as
0: hot as the reds though
1: there'll be a team that's a pain in the ass the just because they're good enough to win some Roddy, games. the
0: marlins are two and eight their last ten the reds five and five so the reds are a hotter ball club
1: than the miami Marlins. And I, I we broke it down a little bit with the pitching matchups, but tonight's going to be the toughest matchup on paper, pitching wise, yeah. head to head. And we, and the Milwaukee Brewers have Corbin Burns going. Now you look at the, the ones on Saturday or on Saturday, it's Lauer versus Rogers. Trevor Rogers is actually a pretty good. Young left, left-handed pitcher. He just hasn't been throwing the ball very well this season. And then the Brewers should be heavily favored on Sunday with Woodruff and Hernandez. I mean, that's a game. The Brewers got to win, but I mean on paper i'm I'm sitting here looking hoping brewers could take two out of three yeah
2: uh, let's let's get the brewers get hot. <laughs>